Board round, session number 46. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I would love for you to share this podcast with your classmates. If you're listening to this, you're probably in medical school. And guess what? You probably have classmates who would love to have free board prep when they're working out, when they're walking their dog, when they're driving to school, wherever it may be. Just share them. uh, Let them know about this podcast. Share this with them. Let's go and jump into our episode today. Dr. Mike Natter, back for some more board rounds. How are you today? I'm well. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm excited. Back and better than ever. Better than ever. Awesome. Uh, All right. Back into the octagon because we're professional (laughs) MMA fighters here. Throwing down. Throwing down. Yes. Um, What do we have in store for us today? Because, you know, honestly, that's what it feels like after the, the step one is like, I just got out of a a uh, three-round, five-minute MMA fight. I I recall stepping out of that, whatever it was, eight-hour exam very vividly. And the emotion that I had, I couldn't make sense of. <laughs> and I walked over to a park and I sat on the bench and I started to cry. And I had no idea if these were happy tears of relief, if these were sad tears. I just, I just, it was just all of the tears were just coming out of my face. But thankfully, at that very moment, the sky opened up and it started to pour. So <laughs> no one had any idea that I was crying horrible, confusing tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's like the, the there's a, always a meme that circulates about studying underwater so that nobody can see your tears. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. All right. Shall we jump in? Yes, we shall. Okay. Which of the following glands is innervated by the efferent autonomic fibers of the glossopharyngeal nerve? Mm. Is it A, the nasal gland, B, submandibular, C, sublingual, D, parotid, or E, lacrimal? like the lacrimal tears of when I cried after step one. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, have I told you how much I don't think the nervous system is anatomy? Uh, I'm there. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. So this is interesting. The last several weeks, we've had a bunch of these glossopharyngeals and trigeminals, and they all want to point to this parotid gland. So part of me just wants to pick that one and move on because it's like, well, parotid was the wrong one and all these other ones. So it must be right now. Um, but let's let's just keep going here. Glossopharyngeal. So obviously lots of tongue and pharynx uh, stuff going on. Um, so lacrimal to me doesn't make sense, right? The the tongue and pharynx, like the eyeball doesn't really make sense. Um, the same thing with nasal, even though it's kind of closer to the pharynx. Um, so A and E, I'm going to throw out submandibular, sublingual, and parotid are like, oh, okay, those are all kind of mouth related, uh, tongue, pharynx. So what do we have here? So, um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that like you look at the parotid and go, well, we know, hopefully, hopefully we know that usually that the facial nerve comes right out of that parotid right next to it. Right. And so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think we want to go, Oh, the facial nerve must do that. But again, this something is like over the last several weeks, parotid has been in lots of answers. And so I, parotid for this one seems like something that for a student would be like, well, it can't be parotid because that's the facial nerve, but I'm going to go parotid just because I'm tired of the parotid being wrong. And I, I want to stand up for the parotid gland once and for all. You know, Dr. Gray, once again, just knocking it out of the park, <laughs> <laughs> just, just crushing it. Um, that is correct. You know, you know, these, these, like the face is such a small space mm. and there's so many nerves. It's kind of like, have you ever opened up the back of a CPU or a computer and there's just like wires everywhere? I have, I, I build computers for fun. Oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I know very little about computers, but I have seen kind of like the, the bare insides before. Yeah. And, you know, it's just this mess of wires. And I'm just like, how does anyone know where what, what goes where? And then yep. I remember, oh, I did anatomy. It's the exact <laughs> same thing. Yeah. And to me, these nerves, you're right. Like you got the facial nerve that's branching off in five different directions. And you got these different branches of the trigeminal and all. It's craziness. So, again, this is one of these questions where it boils down, you know, again, to this memorization, unfortunately. But um, kind of tying the glossopharyngeal to the parotid is something that's good to do in your mind because that is correct. The, that is the right answer. Okay. Um, but it's worth probably walking through some others to see if maybe us talking about making these associations and someone's listening, mm-hmm. maybe it'll somehow get tucked away in the little hippocampus yes. there and it'll pop back up when they need yes. it. Especially for um, those so oral learners. Oh, yes. 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 He's uh, an auditory, all the stimuli. Um, yep. So let's so let's walk through it. So um, you correctly noted. So first with A, so that the palatine glands are actually innervated by fibers that are carried in the facial nerve until they join the V2 branch of the trigeminal nerve. Um, and then that they innervate the nasal and palatine glands. Um, the facial nerve also innervates the sublingual gland that you were talking about. And facial nerve is going to have a branch over to the submandibular gland as well. Um, and then E, the greater petrosal nerve is a branch of the facial nerve and that innervates the lacrimal glands. So it's really the parotid that you want to um, kind of tie together with the autonomic fibers of that glossopharyngeal CN9 nerve. Yeah. So facial obviously does a lot. Um, does a lot. I yeah. think if I recall correctly, there was a good um, mnemonic. I, I feel like you take your hand because your hand has the five fingers, which would be the five branches. And you kind of yep. put it up with the base of your hand by your ear kind mm-hmm. of. Um, where it all branches out. And then I want to say something about zoo animals, but (laughs) I, uh, I'm blanking on the exact phraseology, if you recall. So there's, cause you have the temporal, you have the zygomatic, you have the buccal, the marginal mandibular and the cervical branches. And I feel like it was something like something about zoo zebras. I can't remember now. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm sure someone out there smarter than us remembers it and uh, they'll they figure it or out. Or make up your own. I actually think making up your own is even better. A thousand percent is much better. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the whole uh, Anki and and uh, um, the space repetition. There's there's so many decks out there that students can go get. I'm like, just make your own. That's where make the learning is, is making your own. Yeah. It's true. And I, I'm going to go ahead and plug, you know, my background's in art. So I'm going to go ahead and plug. I made my way through medical school, um, by drawing. And I actually yep. think if you draw, even if you're a bad artist, it doesn't matter because the process you're taking is so much more valuable than the product. So just the process of making these comics, illustrations, cartoons, or really any type of creative process to make the material your own is going to be beneficial. I, I thought I've seen some data that shows that doodling notes is, is better than writing. 
Is, that is, is correct. There data? Yeah. That is, there's a lot of data. So there's one study in particular that looked at a list of words um, and they asked some participants to memorize a list of words and half of the participants were asked to write, rewrite the words down mm-hmm. and the other half was asked to draw some sort of pictorial um, that, that, you know, the words uh, would represent. Yeah. And it was by far a large margin of those that would write or rather draw the words, uh, remember them much better. But what was more interesting, or at least what I found more interesting, was that the artistic ability of the individuals who were drawing did not factor in whatsoever. They could be drawing like crappy stick figures and they still outperform their counterparts <laughs> who were writing the words. Nice. All right. Crappy stick figures. Here I come. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Another great episode for you with Dr. Mike Natter. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you learned something from it as you learned with me as Dr. Mike Natter was teaching me through this journey. Uh, Don't forget, you can check out Dr. Mike Natter at mike.natter on Instagram. I'm medicalschoolhq on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, go check out everything that he's doing, some amazing stuff with his artwork. And don't forget to go check out boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off their banks or their shelf exams, whatever you need to help prepare you for your next step in this journey. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.